Welcome to Season 4 of Game Design Unboxed on the No Direction Network. Danielle Reynolds talks to tabletop game designers about the games they've made. Together, they unbox how the game went from inspiration to publication. Proudly sponsored by All Play. If you're looking for a board game table, bag, playmat, or great board games, check them out at letsallplay.com. This episode of Game Design Unbox is sponsored by Launch Tabletop. Launch Tabletop is an online platform for board game creators to manufacture retail quality board games at all scales, even a single copy. Launch Tabletop is offering 20% off your next order by going to launchtabletop.com and using promo code GDU20 when checking out using their print-on-demand service, Launch Lab. Launch your next game project into the stratosphere with retail quality games at no minimums with Launch Tabletop today. Thank you for joining me, Danielle, for Game Design Unbox Inspiration to Publication, Episode 73, Exploring Galapagos. Today, we are joined by Corinne and M. Yeager, both partners in life and designers of Button Shy's Exploring the Galapagos. Thanks for being on the show, you two. Very excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, since uh, you both are on, I would love to know, and you can take turns, how did you get into game design? I have always been into games. Um, like always, always. Um, and I started even designing games. They were all awful, but I started back when I was like maybe seven or eight. My first actual good designs were probably in college. And that game is actually with a publisher, which is pretty cool. It's finally with a publisher. Oh, that's awesome. And that was back in 2011, I think, that I started that one. And it was a trick taker surprise, surprise. And then it was probably 2016, you joined me. Yeah, so M kind of pulled me on to game design. I was kind of adverse to board games. So I was like Yahtzee, Monopoly. Those didn't count because they were just, you know, family. Just part of the classics. Yeah. So I was worried. I was like, hey, and you're so into board games and I'm so not. How are we going to actually make this work? So it's just very ironic and hilarious. Um, but yeah, so jumped in. I saw Chris and Suzanne Zinsley when I kind of knew they're a married couple who design board games together. It just kind of got me thinking like maybe we could actually do this. And I was like, let's let's just try. So I started designing a little bit, tinkering with things like dice because I was very familiar with dice. And then... Yeah, started really just diving in together. And then we just kind of made a prototype overnight and thought it was really great and thought it would be received so well that we should make shirts that actually like, like team shirts to go to our very first, you very, you, we did very, yeah. very much um, sold on this. Like our first game is going to be a hit. We actually um, went to our very first, very, very small convention congress of gamers in dc mm -hmm. and it was like terrifying and it's just extremely laughable I went, we went to our first gen con um this year and it was like okay <laughs> but yeah oh i love that okay so then how did we go from not really into games to hey we're designing together to hey here is this button shy game that we've made was the design of it something where you're like you specifically wanted to design an 18 card game for button shy like how did that come about so specific to exploring galapagos we really wanted a game with button shy and they had kind of put out a call on twitter i'm gonna call it twitter yes 
like, hey, we don't ever do this, but we're really looking for 18 card games with a higher player count. And it was like, challenge accepted. Let's see what we can do. But prior to that, M especially had been trying to design to that for years. And then I kind of jumped on and I was like, yeah, you know, just because it it doesn't seem like it's going to be that hard to do because you're given this limited set of components. It's a little bit tricky, but you're like, you know, doesn't seem terribly difficult. And you're actually really good at designing within limitations, which really helps. Appreciate it. Oh, cool. So. No, that is definitely a skill set to have. Yeah. So yeah, like Corinne said, I I tried multiple times to design a button shy game and they just never landed. But with that, I think we, we asked a couple questions like, you know, what other things are you looking for in there? And then we were just brainstorming and trying to figure out what we could do for higher player count. And Corinne, she said something about like more than one axis of traits. And I was like, oh, like set. And she was like, I don't think I've ever actually played that. And I was like, well, we have a copy. And so we busted <laughs> oh, out no, our copy that of set. That was my favorites when I was younger. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so good. Who's the designer? Uh, Marsha Falco. Nice. So, yep. And so we busted out our copy of set. And that was our first prototype was set. And we, we played our first version of Exploring Galapagos using those cards, or a, a subset of those cards, obviously. There are a lot of cards in that game. Interesting. So then for anyone who hasn't played Exploring Galapagos, mind explaining like how the gameplay goes then? Yeah. You have three cards in your hand, and each turn you will choose to either stay in or lock in your cards and kind of, not fold because you're still in the game, um, but you'll lock in your cards if you want to say, these are the cards that I think I'm going to score with. Or you can choose to discard one of your cards into the center. And once everyone has made that choice of either locking in or, or putting a card in the center, then you'll take one card from the deck and add it to the pile in the center, shuffle them up, and um, lay them out into a draft draw. And then in turn, everyone will draft a card. And the card that remains will go into a common hand that everyone can see as part of everyone's hand. And you do that three times in a round or until everyone's locked in. So it could be that everyone locks in in one round and you only play one round um, in that hand. But usually there's there's about three cards in the row in the common hand. And so then everyone will score. When you lock in, there's a symbol at the top of the card for the three scoring methods. And you'll place that card face up on top of your cards, and that will be the scoring method that you're using that round. And so the three scoring methods are time of day, um, because the cards have, there are three different times of day on the cards. There are three different zones on the cards, and then there are four different types of animals. So you could have a bird in the air, or a bird in the water, or a a mammal in the water. Actually, no, we don't have mammals in the water. Um, (laughs) And... Oh yeah, so for scoring, if I if I said that I wanted to score for color, um, which is the type of animal, I could choose mammals, which are orange on these cards, and then across my three cards in my hand, and the cards that are out in the common hand, I count up how many mammals there are, and that's my score. And each person does that, and then you play that whole sequence three times, and the big twist there is that 
you can only score each scoring type once. So if you score time on the first hand, then you can never score time again in that game. So you have to do either zone or color for the next one and so on. And I just want to add, there's another piece to it. Yeah. Um, that the publisher actually developed into the game. And it's these basically ecological impact symbolized by X's. So certain cards have X's, some don't. Some have more than one X. And basically in the game, depending on if you have an even number or an odd number of X's between your hand, personal hand and the shared hand, you would score negative or positive points. So like if in the shared hand you have two X's and your hand you have one, that's a total of three, then you would get a positive of three points. So it kind of is like this interesting play of, it's kind of like high risk, high reward. Um, if you really play the X game sort of a thing, like you can get into that and get a lot of points from it. You can also lose a lot of points. So that was just kind of added in. So that was like part of the now game. It wasn't like something that's Correct. optional. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's kind of interesting. So this game initially was released to the Buttonshy patrons last August. So August of 2022. And then there was kind of this... So the patrons that received their copies, we kind of on BGG started to see some of the reviews come in and just different people were kind of talking about, there's something that seems very unbalanced about the game. And so we kind of had to revisit some things. We had to kind of put the game on pause. Um, So it actually never went up on the website. It wasn't for sale. And we just had a lot of conversations with the publisher about how can we balance it better? Because there were people sending us like they had mathed it out Mm -hmm. and they were like, something's off. And we're like, yeah, we can't deny that at this point. So we managed to really work with the publisher to kind of come up with a better way to, we couldn't change any of the cards. All of them had been printed. So we only had the ability to change a few rules, keeping the core of the game one of the things the publisher, when we signed it, they loved it. So they kept the theme. They kept most aspects of the game. It mm-hmm. was really awesome to see something that we had created actually remain. The biggest issue that we even had was the scoring. And it was just too complicated for the game. And so the main reason for even adding in the X's, for instance, mm-hmm. was to help if you have simplified scoring, it kind of like affected other things. So then, you know, X's kind of came into play. So it all ended up working out. We just had to kind of rethink yeah, some things. And, yeah. Because um, we knew that time of day was like the most powerful of the, of the scoring methods. And so the whole complicated scoring system was built around balancing that out, basically. So when the scoring got simplified, it made time of day super super powerful and so they put the x's in there to kind of try to balance it out but what the you know you've got that old adage of you're going to get more plays of your game on the first day it's released than any play testing you could ever do so the the play testers actually discovered this short circuiting effect that some of the cards would cause if two cards in particular made it out into the shared hand it created this like cascade effect where there was only one good play anymore and so the game worked fine until that happened and then every time that happened it just like railroaded the players into this one thing and then players started noticing 
like, oh, well, if we just make that happen, we'll get a better score no matter what. And it just became like this, well, that's the only thing you, you do. And so that became very clear. We've got to fix that. And so like Corinne said, it didn't end up going up on the website because we had to do the development to fix that. And yeah, we came up with a lot of different solutions. It was mainly the interplay between the X's and the time of day aspects that were the issue. And so we were trying to tweak the two of those and we think we got it. And then we would hit a play test where the cascade effect happened. And the problem was the cascade effect didn't always happen. And so we'd think we had it and then we'd run into the cascade and it'd be like, okay, well, the problem's still there clearly. And so there were so many times we were like, okay, you know, talking to the button shy developer and stuff, we've got it, you know, we've, we think we've designed this problem out and then the next play test, oh, Never mind, Darn. it's still there. <laughs> but then, yeah, we finally landed on the solution of, okay, it's it's clearly time is just better. We're not going to be able to fix that. So Corinne thought of the idea of just, you can only score one of the three rounds. And just pick which of the three rounds you think that good scoring is going to happen and lean into what the game wants to do, which I think was just ingenious. Uh, I think we answered your question and more. <laughs> So, okay, you created your prototype. Did you reach out to Bud and Shy, like, via... We're calling yes, it Twitter. We're calling it Twitter. <laughs> I'm call- we're calling it Twitter. Or did you send, like, an email? Did you go on to, like, a website? Um, so, How did you do it? basically, after they put out the call for a higher player count game, which I don't think we actually stated the player count. It was originally two to seven players, and now it's two to five. Basically, I just reached out to Button Shy via Twitter message. So totally professional mm-hmm. um and basically yeah. <laughs> I mean, so true, yeah. yeah I basically was like hey so I'm at this point it was just me trying to think of stuff so I was like hey I'm, I'm working on something you know how would you like me to send it to you if you're interested and then got some good response and then kind of M joined me in coming up with something and then that's pretty much how most of our correspondence was, was just Twitter messages. And then, like, actually sending documents and stuff that was via email. Mm-hmm. Then we were on the Discord some. And at one point, we were just, like, complete, in complete despair. Like, is this even going to work? And we kind of, like, told the publisher, like, we're not even sure this is going to work. And then within, like, a couple of weeks is when we came across this solution. And that was shortly before PAX Unplugged. And so we were like, hey, can we meet up at PAX Unplugged, talking to the publisher and, you know, show you what we've got. And so we got to do that and they loved it. They thought it was a really great solution and they were like, okay, so yeah, we'll give you access to our playtest server on Discord and you can actually run the, the playtest for this new version, which was really cool and really generous of them to give us that opportunity. And we got to see like the, the kind of the behind the scenes of that and interact with the people who were like there were some of the people we were interacting with were the people who found the cascade effect to begin with and got to do a play test with one person in particular and they were like yeah this fixes it and they even left a review on bgg um saying like i love it now and it was pretty great oh that's awesome where did the theme exploring galapagos come from so we were trying to figure out what type of thing has the, because we knew that we wanted to have the multiple attributes. And so we were trying to figure out like what 
category of thing can we put these different attributes on that would be interesting and we were talking about animals and then it was like well how are we going to do this what's an interesting theme and i'm trying to remember like why galapagos i can't honestly yeah. remember i think there was just something that we said during the brainstorming that was like categorization of species or something that like triggered the oh darwin and and whatnot which you know led to the galapagos islands Ah, I mean, it makes sense. One of my friends traveled there and it looks like the land before time. It's so mm-hmm. pretty. And it's also the diversity of species there. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, I think that was one of the biggest things too. And so how long in total did it take then? It was quick. It was pretty quick. So let's see, we started designing it August of 2021. We took it to that origins that happened to normally origins is in june and this was in september took it there just kind of threw it out there like how does this play in person we'd only played it on the digital platform up to that mm-hmm. point so we were like let's just you know we're out in the wild so let's just see what what it does so shout out to unpub yeah <laughs> and uh ben the mayor yep so <laughs> It was just so well received that it was yeah. kind of mind blowing because at that point, that's what one month from conception of the idea to prototype to yeah. pretty much close. To, I think that was yeah. the version we submitted. Mm-hmm. And Ben was just like, no, you, you have to submit it. If that's an order. <laughs> like he gave us no choice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Aww. Right. Great. Yes. That sounds like fun. And also the order part. So yeah, then we walked away from that convention going, okay, we just need to write the rules. So we hastily wrote the rules that week, sent them to some friends to kind of like be like, okay, just edit it, you know, say if you see anything that doesn't make sense. We submitted it and then heard back from Jason Tagmeyer within 10 minutes. And he was like, I'm going to play this today. I'll get back to you. And he had a couple questions about the rules within, you know, that time frame. And maybe four days later, it was that next week that he was like, yeah, I want to sign it. Yeah. So kind of so, crazy. Yeah. Inspiration Damn. to publication awesome. was maybe two months. <laughs> Which I know is very rare. Or not to publication. Um, but yeah, but yeah. To, to signing it. <laughs> I was gonna say i was like okay yes. let's make it let's get the full timeline yeah, thank you so that's, people feel less like you what? know when it <laughs> the the quick ended and then it's now two years later that it's actually in people's hands yeah but. so it, it might be a little confusing because i know and you were talking about packs unplugged and i'm mm-hmm. going that was the second round like that was when you know yes. jason played it mm-hmm. when it was like the re kind of redeveloped mm-hmm. so yeah the origins and like signing it was about a year prior to that Mm -hmm. and then yeah just you know really quick to get on the art and the art's amazing it's Mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous and then yeah it was just the holidays so then there was a good amount that they had going on and then yeah within a year it was officially published and then that's when we kind of had to take a step back yeah but it, it's here it's finally it's finally done so that's a win big win yeah that's so awesome and for both of you what was mm. your favorite part of that experience and your least favorite I part? think my least favorite part was especially it being our first 
published game after I don't know how many years, eight years of design, just so much effort, so much trial and error, as you know, just what what you put into your games. And even if this like, again, because it was created and kind of came to pass faster than um, typical games and even other plenty of other games that we've made, it's you still have your heart in it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the hardest part was first published game, it's released and feeling like it maybe wasn't the best received. That's just not a great feeling. And it's going to happen with every game. You're always going to have people who don't prefer it. And it's not even, oh, because it's a bad game. It's just a preference. But it's, it's hard not to take it personally. So it didn't take too long for me to kind of come back and be logical about it. But yeah, that first, you know, little bit of time was hard. So that was the hard part for me. What about you? I think I'm going to go really childish here and say it's the fact that it's a turtle instead of a tortoise on the card. It's legit. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, tortoises oh are, are okay. like... Okay, why? The Galapagos tortoise is like iconic. And I just wish... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can edit that part out. Why did they do a turtle? I think the artist just made the choice to do a turtle. I will say, if you hadn't pointed it out, I don't think anyone would have noticed. Yeah, maybe we can edit that part out. That's a different thing I hate. That's fine. We're not editing <laughs> this out at all. No, I think that's a valid and also okay. a very interesting um, comment. <laughs> all right. Now I'm going to look at the artwork. That's so funny. Okay, well then, what was your favorite parts? I think receiving the physical copy when we got our like pre-production copies kind of a thing. Actually, for them, that would have been full production copies. Mm-hmm. Just the way that they produce everything, the way that they do, it's really cool. So just, you know, getting it in the mail and being like, our names are on it. And yeah, it's just a amazing experience. So I just mm-hmm. loved that. I loved getting to actually hold the cards and just kind of take it in. I, I love the game. I love the way it plays and stuff. But there's something about the look of it. And part of it's just, like, they kept my initial, like, here's the layout of the card, here's what the background looks like. There's even a tree, in the, a palm tree in the exact same place that I put one on my prototype art. So I just feel special. Like, it, it really feels like I had something to do with the art, not just the design. And I tinker with art and graphic design. I'm completely amateur, but it feels good to have that part in there as well, that influence. That's cool you created a layout and they kind of stuck to it all right well since you two are the first to ever talk about an 18 card game i would like to specifically ask if a designer was trying to do an 18 card game do you have any advice for them kind of like how to do it best tips tricks maybe how you approach well, for it button shy in particular you want to make sure that the cards are doing 18 card things you're not trying to pack a 50 dollars game into a 18 card wallet you're trying to make an 18 card game so like multi-use cards are great but if the card would have been better as four cards that's not great (laughs) for 18 card games in general i think it's actually a really good starting point just for design to create something within that really tight constraint i would say start with a mechanism you know and love and try to make that work with work well in a stripped down format and then 
see where you can go from there. And it's funny because normally I'm like, start with mechanisms first. That's that's my way. But I was actually going to say theme. If you have a theme that stands out to you, or if, you know, it's something especially unique, um, that's also a selling point. And then kind of playing off of that, I'm just trying to think back to all the different, because we've had many, many attempts at 18 card games and many that were like actually pretty good, but just, you know, they just didn't make it like many, many designers games. But for me, a lot of the time, it just comes down to, like you were saying, with either mechanism or with theme, and then just really playing with it. I'm very tactile. So just with design in general, I like to play with things and like kind of dexterityify everything that I'm doing in the process. So I do a lot of writing, kind of like sort of journaling, just like different thoughts that I have. And then that's part of why I hate prototyping because it's hard for me to go from, I have all these really cool ideas to actually making it work. And so that's where M is really helpful because she's really good at navigating the whole, okay, here's the vision and I can actually kind of put it on paper and I'm just, for me, that's not where the dots connect. Well, it sounds like a great co-design partnership then. Yes, it definitely (laughs) is. All right. Well, then for the both of you, do you have anything that fans should be looking out for? Um, As far as Exploring Galapagos goes, we have stuff in the works. It's not finalized yet. We have, I would say the most likely to happen is our evening expansion, which adds a fourth time of day, as well as just the capacity to go up to seven players. And... We're partnering with Mike Mullins, who does a lot of Button Shy's solo content, to do a solo mode, um, which will be another six-card expansion. And then we have a very ambitious three-expansion set, which we're hoping works as a parallel game called Preserving Galapagos, but can be broken down into six-card sets to be three different expansions as well. Like I said, that one's really ambitious. You heard it here, folks, but don't count on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Well, it sounds super interesting. Thank you. Okay, what else do we got? And then as far as stuff outside of Button Shy, I have a game with a publisher, which I'm not sure I can talk about yet, but that is one of my first designs, and I'm very excited that it's happening. Um, Corinne? I have Pop of Color, which I would tweet about a lot when I was on Twitter. <laughs> um, and it is signed with uh, Sideroom Games. And it's moving. It's just, you know, it probably looking at 2024 release. So super excited. It's one of those games that I've been working on for, I mean, I started designing in 2018 and didn't really get serious about till 2021. So yeah, it's been a long journey and I've gotten to do pretty much all the development. Um, Emma's helped me and we've kind of worked together and it's just been a labor of love, (laughs) (laughs) lots of, of labor and lots of love. So that is just a super exciting project to really see happen and be out in the world because there's just so much heart in it. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, Looking at hopefully... Uh, crowdfunding either end of this year or beginning of next year and then speaking of crowdfunding there is a game found campaign 
for Flick Fleet going up. I don't know exactly when, but it's based off, or it's it's the expansion for the pirate faction, which was my idea. And there's some content in there that I think fans of Flick Fleet or dexterity games or space combat games will find very exciting. And so that, that would be another thing that I've got going on. I'm not the designer of Flick Fleet, but I've been very invested in some of my content is is in some of the expansions for that. And it's also just a phenomenal game, so look well, it that's up. That's awesome. Damn, both of you have been staying busy. That's awesome. Very busy. Yeah. Well, very cool. Okay, then completely unrelated to what you've just talked about and designed, if you could have been the designer of any game, what game would you have chosen? So for me, I would have to say Azul. It's one of the games I've probably played the most still want to play and I will be honest I don't own any of the expansions or (laughs) I just have the like first game and I love it and it's just one of those things like that's the kind of game I aim to design something that is really easy to learn has a lot of depth of play depth of strategy but you can sit and play it with your eight-year-old and that's just beautiful. I love abstract. I love pretty. And yeah, it's like, that's kind of the ultimate, that's the ultimate game. (laughs) Not trying to copy you or anything, but I'm gonna have to go with the game Go. For very, very similar reasons. I think it's gorgeous and elegant. It's an abstract. Um, The rules are so sleek and minimal, but you could spend a lifetime on it. And I wish... I'd spent more of my lifetime on it because it's it's such a great game. But yeah, I think that would be mine. Need a time machine to go design that one first, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that one would age you a lot more than Azul. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Those are both awesome games, but I guess before we close out, is there anything else you wanted to mention about your experience designing this game? Oh, there is one final thing. Some of y'all might notice that my name on the wallet is different than my name on the rule book. M. Jaeger is my, what I'm going to go by in, on all of my designs from here out because I'm trans and the name on the wallet is not my name anymore. And the publisher has been wonderful. They reprinted everything, all the rules and everything with, with my correct uh, call out on there and all future printings will have M Jaeger for the wallets as well. So yeah, I really appreciate what they did there. That's so great. Also just everyone buy the first version. So then the new ones can get reprinted quicker. Yes. <laughs> there you yes, go. That too. Sell them out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then we get the right name on the front. Honestly, I love those wallets. They're so cool. I don't know how they print them. Do they print them in-house? They've got someone who does oh, that they do? for them. Yeah. But they do put everything together in-house. Yeah. Yep. Which sounds fun. It's probably okay. not after Very a time. Cool. <laughs> they probably just have like a movie night and invite every person they know and everyone just like stuffing things into wallets while they watch like a Christmas story during the holidays <laughs> or something. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying, that's what I would do. I'd offer like beer, pizza, and then a movie night and just have everyone working. Then it's not like labor. 
really Perfect. it's more volunteering friendship friendship yes friendship. yes and awesome. it's really cool oh, so we ran in really quick last thing we ran into jason at uh, gen con yeah. really random it was great and it was actually at runaway parade Mm-hmm. smug exactly. owls yeah. and all that because i just listened to the podcast about smug owls so jason Hi. actually got a picture of us together that he's gonna put because they now have a storefront a physical, um, a physical brick yeah brick and mortar store and you know they're gonna okay. kind of rotate the wallets out on like what they're putting on the wall or you know just kind of advertising so to speak and then they're gonna put our picture up there so that was cool it was yeah. just a cool like unexpected little thing but it's just neat that they have even more, you know, that they're doing and mm-hmm. just kind of growing and expanding. Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait. Hopefully I'll get to see that then someday. I know. We need to go to New Jersey. Yep. <laughs> well, for everyone who's been listening to this episode, we really appreciate you listening to Game Design Box Inspiration Publication, episode 73, Exploring Galapagos. And thanks again, M and Corinne, for joining us. For anyone trying to find you online, like if they want to slide into your DMs on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it, <laughs> how can they find you? So I'm Coffee Lightweight. So it's co- like coffee and then lightweight without the vowels because it's too long. Twitter, Discord, and Oops. Blue Sky. And I'm trying really hard. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then Facebook. I'm on, but not heavily involved on social media in general, but yeah. And I am Crimson Seraph pretty much everywhere. Um, It's Crimson spelled C-R-I-M-S-Y-N, because I just think Ys are awesome um, for some reason. And yeah, that's basically me everywhere that you can find me, which would be Blue Sky um, and Twitter and probably other places too but i'm not going to talk about them (laughs) (laughs) okay well perfect and uh similar to both of you i'm on social media you can find me for instagram blue sky and twitter oh my gosh yeah whatever (laughs) we're calling it twitter Twitter. at token gamer and that's g-a-y-m-e-r but thanks again for being on the show you two it was great talking to you thank you Hey, so this is future Danielle popping in to this episode because it wasn't until after that I found out I was nominated for the Rising Star Taggy Award. And I could really use your help for anyone who enjoys this podcast in just voting for me. All you have to do is go to peopleofplay.com slash toy dash game dash innovation dash award slash 2023. And so just vote for me. I am a nominee for, once again, the Taggy Rising Star Award. I would love and appreciate your help. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining Danielle for another episode of Game Design Unboxed, inspiration to publication. If you'd like to hear more great gaming podcasts, check out nodirectionpodcast.com. And if you're looking for a great board game, bag, playmat, or gaming table, check out All Play at letsallplay.com. Join us next time.